You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets for part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Not of the Scribe, and at Walker Mail. So we'll get to that LaMelo Ball article in just a moment. I didn't realize it had dropped basically a half hour before we started recording yesterday. I thought it was already something that people might be discussing, and we just didn't have enough time. But there was a reason we didn't have enough time, because we recorded as soon as that thing dropped. And then we got to see some of the Twitter videos that were circulating from LaMelo doing the Actually Me stuff answering some of the questions on social media, whether it be Reddit, which that video was kind of hilarious. And I want to get some sound bites from that yeah. and then incorporate it somehow. Anytime we move on to a next topic, next, <laughs> just move yeah, on. Yeah, we're going to answer those questions. Yeah, no, it's probably going to end up being a part of a break or something like that. And I want it to be. Yeah. I want it to be. Lamella was pretty funny in that. And so uh, he had the actually me video. We'll get to his response on schooling, right? What he says about school and then him clarifying his comments on school, whether I guess they were necessary, which you tweeted out as well, and what we make of those comments. We don't need to dive too deep into that, though. There's a decent amount to get to from that article in GQ. Mm -hmm. Tyler R. Tynes wrote about it. And by the way, it's his second time writing about a Charlotte figure, or at least covering a Charlotte figure. Remember, he did the podcast, podcast series yeah. mm -hmm. with Cam Newton, who was probably it's the biggest star before LaMelo. I mean, Cam Newton's the biggest star the city has ever seen. And LaMelo, I guess the only guy that can come close to him as far as flashiness, as far as national cachet. So uh, Tyler Tynes, he's got the Charlotte area covered when trying to figure out, okay, who's going to be the next star and we're going to profile him either early or in the present time, or I guess maybe even a little bit later in Cam Newton's concern. But we got to start off the podcast with some breaking news, at least as of this recording. And I mean, breaking, breaking as soon as I'm not kidding. As soon as I started to dial nada via the zoom i saw 30 seconds had passed before this tweet came out from sham sharania he said guard grant riller has agreed to a two-way contract with the philadelphia 76ers sources tell the athletic and stadium riller played for the hornets in his rookie season in 2020 and 2021 bad summer league for grant riller nada yeah. he was a second round pick for the charlotte hornets and not this past nba draft but the one prior comes from the college of Charleston and he was an NBA draft darling. He was uh, people yeah. loved people loved the Grant Riller pick when Mitch Kupchak made that. And I think most people expected him to go sooner than he did. So when they made that selection, they're like, okay, he's got a real shot to do something with this team. People thought maybe he could be a late first rounder, at least at some point and that he keeps dropping and dropping until he gets into the fifties. Again, the Hornets take a chance on him. He was always really good and crafty at finishing at the rim in college. The shot wasn't an amazing percentage if I don't have the stats in front of me, but uh, the stat, the stats from beyond the arc in college, they weren't phenomenal, but they also were, were fine. Um, but this summer league, not, it didn't do him any favors, just athletically looked outmatched, had too many bad shooting nights, wasn't running the offense well enough defensively, wasn't really capable of staying in front of dudes, just didn't look great. Um, but Philadelphia 76ers are going to take a chance on him. Yet I saw Nikias uh, Duncan tweet this out that 
you know, they've got a decent amount of guards up there, especially with the way they performed in summer league. Like Jaden yeah. Springer, that was their first round pick. Tyrese Maxey, he's a guy that they're certainly looking up uh, towards the future with and had a decent little showing in his rookie season and was really good in the summer league. So I, I Grant Riller, hey, he's got a two-way contract that's better than what he would have done here with Charlotte with the two-way contracts already been eaten up, and he certainly wasn't going to make a roster spot. Um, this is also your boy, Nada. So uh, how, how sad are you to see Grant Riller leave this organization after just basically one season? I think I do wonder that if this guy, had he gotten the proper training camp, had he not gotten injured, what we think of him. And also, had, was he, if he wasn't playing out of position. And I do think there's a lot of this that is just bad circumstance. And while Philly does have a lot, a lot of guards, would it surprise me if the um, if Grant Riller went to Delaware, the, to their G League team, and lit it up as a two-guard? It wouldn't surprise me at all. I just think that it was one of those things where it was nobody's fault. It was one of those situations that, like, circumstances dictated that he could not fit here. He did not fit here. And putting him at, at a point guard put him, quite honestly, in a position to fail. He's not a point guard at the next level. He is absolutely a NBA caliber guard. It's just about having the time and having the roster spots. And unfortunately for the Charlotte Hornets, there just aren't enough roster spots. And when we consider guys that needed to go elsewhere. Grant Riller is the first name to come up. So while I'm sad, I also understand it is a business. And unfortunately, he needed to go elsewhere to be effective. And you know what? I just wish him the best. Yeah, he was the 56th pick overall. I was trying to figure out where it was in the 50s. But I mean, he was four slots away from going undrafted. I think that was a pretty big surprise towards everybody that was evaluating the NBA draft. So 56th overall. Uh, and he's 24 years old now, you know, played four years mm -hmm. at the College of Charleston. So he's already a little bit of an older prospect, despite having some intrigue, averaged over 20 points a game at the College of Charleston. The three point percentage I was alluding to shot pretty well the sophomore season, 39 percent. But then the last two years, uh, it was about I think it was like 32 and then 36. His career shooting percentage there was 36. Free throw was good. So we'll see the one season that he played here with the Hornets. He appeared in just seven games, only 3.9 minutes per those contests, uh, 2.6 points per game. So, I mean, basically just just no stats. I mean, yeah. we, we can throw that out the window. Basically zero recorded stats. I will say towards the end, uh, there, there were some times I thought Grant Riller probably should have seen some time it, it just when it, it looked like the Hornets it, when when the Hornets had some garbage time or whatever and, and Rillard still didn't see the floor uh, you know I feel like that was something that should have happened last year but either way I, I don't this isn't this isn't something that I'm mad about right like I understand all of this especially with LaMelo James Booknight Terry Rozier is Smith being a worthy signing you know, grant just as a 24 year old guy wasn't going to see the floor that much. So he goes to Philadelphia. Um, all right, let's use that segment as the one where we just break the news. Mm -hmm. Sham Sharania comes in with that tweet. He moves on. No more Grant Riller, a part of your Charlotte Hornets organization. Let's take a quick break, but not before we continue to talk about the amazing product that is sweat block. This is the product that nada swears by not to yeah. tell the people about sweat block. So unfortunately Walker, there are some things that we just do not 
not want to talk about because it's simply not fun. One of them is an excessive sweating. Thankfully today, it's not that hot to where you don't have to worry about excessive sweating, but in case you do, there is a beautiful product called Sweatblock. Now, I have personally dealt with excessive sweating, and again, it's not fun. You have to adapt to the climate, and sometimes you can only adapt so much. So if there was a date I had, or if it was a speaking engagement I had, or if it was me literally just going to do a job interview, there are things that I would just try to have to literally, basic, I would just essentially have to plan around it. And thankfully, due to sweat block, I don't have to do that anymore. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, Next morning, you, wa you wake up, you wash yourself, and you wash your legs, folks. We wash our legs here. This is a full body wash podcast, guys. <laughs> and obviously, you go about your day without having to worry about sweat, guaranteed. It sounds too good to be true. I understand that. You understand that. But please believe it works. We got sent a sample package last week. I cannot swear higher by this stuff. There's no more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one I'll hide the sweat better. No more, okay, I can't go to this building because their AC doesn't work. If it's just fine. If you Yeah, they hooked us they up. They hooked us up real well. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code of locked on or at Amazon or at CVS. Trust me, go get the Sweatblock. It will change your life completely, change how you do everything. Yeah, it's an awesome product. Thanks again to Sweatblock for being partners with us here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Let's get to the LaMelo Ball article coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. We said it Monday. They lost to the Pips. They didn't lose to Gladys Knight. They lost to the right. Pips. They lost to the backup band. They lost to Steve. Now, granted, depending on the backup band, that this is still an impressive backup band. If it's like Stevie Wonder's backup band, then yeah, it's awesome. But if it's like say. <laughs> Kings of Leon backup band, totally different. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone, I guess, like me, who's not an elite athlete and has to come to accept it, just trying to make it through the day tension-free. Theragun can help you regardless of your level of athleticism, as introduced here, or your level of activity. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for Theragun Gen 4. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers all across the board. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on therabody.com slash locked on. Let's get to this LaMelo Ball article. It's written by Tyler R. Tynes of GQ. And boy, is LaMelo GQ as ever, just in general. <laughs> 
Absolutely. But also in these pictures that are listed with this article here, cheesing mm. ear to ear, man, just living his best life. And that's something Tyler really focuses on more so than any. It's it's really just LaMelo and his aura all in one. We don't even talk about basketball that much in this piece. They discuss the Charlotte Hornets having been very mediocre for a long time now. Mm-hmm. He does the thing where he compares them to the brightest spots in this franchise's history since Kimball Walker when he was drafted, but even more so before that when Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, and Alonzo Mourning were running things here in the early 90s. That's the kind of thing that LaMelo Ball can bring. Look, everything is flashy about this guy, man. Like, LaMelo, yeah. and that's something we kind of knew. I mean, we, we knew when he was drafted, when he had the black suit, he had the golden spike shoes on. He had the chain with the big one and the big B with the wings on. He had the logo on the back of his black jacket with the one and the wings and the B. Like this guy has always believed in himself and has been vocal about that. And we can get to some of those videos again as well. Uh, I'll let you lead the way, though. What are some of the things that you wanted to mention about this article? First and foremost, we got two segments to talk about it. Well, first things first, I, I do want to point this out. This is the closest thing that this city's had. Can't like Lamel is the closest thing that we've had to the, the city since Cam, and because it is a younger black athlete, this means that if you want to misinterpret something about this article, you probably can, and you'll probably we're looking think, at you, white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes, <laughs> yes, yes, we are looking at y'all. Um, but if you want to misinterpret something, then you're going to. So I like I do want to preface it by that. I saw some people saying there were some concerning things said about that LaMelo said in this. And I'm just, I want people to understand that this is one 20-something-year-old black man writing about a 19-something-year-old black man. I find it very, very interesting. You have to remember that the story is told from that perspective. So the lateness, the inconsistent workout habits, stuff like that, we have to remember that this is a 19-year-old kid. There's going to be all of that. And I I just, like, I want to start there. The second place I want to start is the sheesh that I I just want to, like, I want Tyler Tynes to release the sheesh (laughs) that apparently Borrego says. Like, Borrego trying to catch the vibes of a 19-year-old kid. I want to see that. I want to hear the outtakes on that because that seems like the funniest part of this article and there are a lot of funny parts yeah. to this entire Yeah, article. look, I, the, the word like, sheesh is in here, I count, eight times in the first four paragraphs. Mm-hmm. I, one, the process of writing this, I laugh at times, highlighting, cop, right-click, copy, post into this different part of the article every single time that he has to put this, put this in there because he mentions it a lot. And it's to the effect of trying to make sure that we, the reader understands this is a LaMelo thing. This is what he does. So if you're not familiar with this article one, go check it out. But two, so yeah, this is, this is the opening line of Tynes's article. I hear LaMelo ball before I see him. Sheesh, a million E's in there. He explains when entering a room, his electric beaming smile bouncing off the walls. Sheesh, he moans on the Charlotte Hornets practice court after an assistant coach scratches him across the eye. 
Sheesh, he whistles when I play Babyface's uh, Babyface Ray's recent banger. So, bam, three. Three sentences right there. You get that, and then he continues on with it. The example Nada is alluding to is when James Borrego starts laughing. He cups his mouth, and then he says it, and then he and Tynes are going back and forth making the same sound uh, to one another before they even get into any conversation. Like, apparently, this is just what LaMelo Ball does. But uh, LaMelo, infectious as hell. Like, this is someone that all he wants to do is have fun and work hard as well. Like, you know, there are some references to his 2 a.m. gym sessions. Um, but, yeah, like, I want to see the James Borrego soundbite, too, where he says I just, that. I just want that because if we're going to talk about making stuff breakers and everything else like that, that I want. Like, I know somebody has the tape <laughs> over there at the building, and I know they listen to this podcast. Please, we need that tape. I need that as a break for multiple reasons. I need it, Walker. So do you. So do the people. The streets need it. Everybody needs that sound break. Yeah, um, uh, Getting into some other things here, I feel like this is the first time we're let in as a public to LaMelo mm -hmm. at this stage of his life more so. LaMelo's always been guarded when speaking to the media. The dude is a man of very, very few words. He's not necessarily boring, but LaMelo does not give you a whole lot. And we know this having gone a year now with his media availability. We know that it was documented that LaMelo did struggle with the interviews that teams had with him, which I know people blamed the late Rick Bennell for that. But that was, I mean, that was a report. Like that was something that was happening. It doesn't mean that, you know, it should affect his draft stock. But LaMelo Ball, there was a, some other people that were discussing, yeah, you know, just struggled in interviews, but it's just because he doesn't say a lot. Yeah. Like it, and not, not with anybody that he's not trusting of. You know, this is somebody that actually did grow up more so than Lonzo and, and LiAngelo in the media because. He's a freshman. I believe he was a freshman when he had the 92 point performance, right? I like, think, I think I that was, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was really young playing with his brothers back in high school. And then, you know, it, it, he's already got some kind of star studded figures in his family at the point that he's growing up. Remember, he goes overseas, right? He's not going to do the college thing. We'll get into those comments a little bit. But this is the first time I've seen LaMelo, you know, comfortably himself in a public setting where he's letting you in a little more. And maybe I'm using the word comfortably wrong because I feel like he's always been comfortably or comfortable. It's just that he's letting us know like he is, is very okay talking about what he feels in that moment. And times was able to get that out of him. Yeah, no times was able to get a side that wasn't necessarily polished media. You're not getting anything out of there. I did find it very interesting that LaMelo's manager took a shot at Scott Fowler and the Observer. A yeah. justified shot, at, I would add, too. Um, I'm surprised that we didn't get one about the city councilman that said something about LeVar Ball and everything else like that. I'm legitimately surprised we didn't get that one. But um, a lot of this feels like just, again, you got you Tyler Times got beneath the polish of one LaMelo Ball. And when you get beneath the polish and you find a way to resonate with a guy like that, you get the excessive N-words that some people, like I've been told, some felt, felt, felt really uncomfortable by the amount of the use of the N-word in that article. I am not. I, again, there were a lot of the stuff that he said, a lot of his quotes 
are stuff that 19-year-olds kind of say. It's just very, very surface-level stuff where it may be a little bit deeper if you think about it. But again, he's a 19-year-old. I'm not expecting him to quote Buddha and have the most <laughs> insightful stuff in the world to say. I appreciated this piece because we got to see the at least somewhat of the real LaMelo. And they're somewhat isolated. There's the show off. Like, he's living his absolute dream. And if you want, you can twist his words against him and say he's not this, he's not that. But I would say that's pretty friggin' stupid. So, I would again, me personally, I love this article. I love the fact that we got this this kind of unpolished, unvarnished version of, of LaMelo. And quite honestly, I would love to see it more. I would well, love and to this see is- people bothered by this. Well, this is this is kind of what I get want to get into. It's a little bit different than just specifically Lamelo, but Lamelo's young as hell. I mean, this is that he's coming off of his rookie season and already experiencing stardom in a way that even other rookies of the year don't experience. It, I just mentioned it. He's crazy flashy. He's so much fun. People are gravitating towards him. In fact, Tyler Tynes mentions in this piece that he had gained so many Instagram followers. It was in the realm of LeBron James and Steph Curry territory. In fact, just the direct line, so I don't mess it up. It's keeping in with his massive online popularity with the next generation of basketball fans. He ranks sixth in Instagram followers gained and views generated in the 2020-21 regular season. According to internal NBA rankings, LeBron James and Steph Curry territory. This is a dude in Charlotte. And we, I mean, Larry Johnson was a national figure because he had the UNLV running Rebels. That college team was extremely popular with the way that they were running stuff down in the collegiate ranks. You know, he had the gold tooth. Larry Johnson was fun. He was, but, but Lamelo's different and he's all, and he's growing up in a social media age. You know, ESPN actually has a piece on the GQ piece from Tynes and they just po- uh, bring out a couple of the different quotes. And I want to get into the N word and stuff here too, Nada, because You know, this is absolutely very comfortable for LaMelo to mention. You are right. It's not what is, quote unquote, considered polished talking to the media. But also we have a young black male getting the goods on LaMelo Ball and them feeling comfortable with one another where LaMelo can use what his preferred comfortable vernacular is. And that's the N word in a lot of his in a lot of what he says. And also just, you know, talking about some other things like that. That stuff, one, is extremely rare in general. Yep. But also that that's the thing that gets LaMelo to come out of of a shell or at least just be himself way more so than we've seen him in any media availability. And I, I think that's something that people want to see is the real LaMelo. And so what I hope is not happening, especially from white people, because you don't tell black people how to use the N word or not. So I hope what we're not seeing though, from this is we get to see inside of what LaMelo truly is and and how he feels and how he yeah. talks and just him being himself. But then people go against that after we see who truly well you know hey let, let's ease up like no don't don't give me the polish I want, Th- yeah, this no, is what you should want lean into this i hope yeah. again for for multiple reasons including the fact that this local media fumbled the absolute bag with one cameron jarrell newton i hope lamello leans into this and makes as many people comfortable uncomfortable as possible i do not care about any of your sensibilities If this kid is going to perform on the court, do what he needs to do, he can act as, again, as long as he ain't out here 
like being like Jeff Taylor and we've it's, like as long as he's not out here oh, God. being great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long I mean, as he's not out here being That's different, yeah, right? I mean different. that's that has nothing to do with with it. But yeah, as long as he's not out here being like Greg Hardy or something like that, I want him leaning into all of this just to make all of y'all white people uncomfortable. I do not care about your sensibilities. I hope he puts his feet all up in your couch. I hope he rubs all and grinds all the dirt with all the boots and everything else like that. I want this town uncomfortable by this kid's success because you know what? It's time for everybody to grow up. Well, well, here's the thing, though. I mean, you, you discuss how local media fumbles the bag. Who or who can get that out of them? You know, like that's I don't nobody else has that capability. Fair. I mean, who who is getting that? You know, we've talked about, and I forget who tweeted this, like in the middle of last year. But there was something said about players it, gravitating more towards Chris Haynes. Like his sources are the actual players, and it's like, yeah, you know, Chris Haynes has the upper hand on somebody. And it's like, I wonder why. What you mean? You wonder why? Like, yeah. you know, the, yeah. Chris Haynes is black and he's one of the fewer identifiable guys from you know, for NBA players, a black league. And so when we get this kind of insight, of course, like who who is going to have the ability to cover it like this? You know, like at, at least at this stage, at least at, at this level, I, ain't nobody else doing that. Yeah. Like I, and, and at least look, I mean, maybe LaMelo can feel comfortable with, with a, a different person. I don't know. But like, you know, you have Tyler Tynes who has covered it from this angle before. And maybe it just takes, you know, that connection in order to be able to get this inside. Yeah, I do think that. And I, and I put this out on Twitter, and people, there are some that have um, pushed back against this, including teammate Nick Carboni, which I get, but, like, the profile of GQ is going to be different than the profile of a uh, local media, even us, and I understand that, but at the same yeah, time... Yeah, like, this ain't going to be in the Observer. Like, this ain't going to be like in the that. Observer, and I understand that, but where I disagree is, like, have we tried this? Like... Think about it like this. The last two black journalists to really stay are JJ and Marcel Louis-Jacques, both friends of mine. Mm -hmm. They were here for a little bit, and they got better jobs, and then, then they left. Part of that is because those jobs they were offered were really great, and they couldn't say no. The other part of that is that the system that we have kind of allows one particular monotone voice to be heard and one monotone voice to dominate the conversation. And as long as that remains the case, you're never going to get this from other people. You're never going to oh, get from, from Adam. Oh, that's 100%. And that's, oh, that's for my, sure. And I think that was my point instead of people trying to, and I understand why people want, took it as an attack, but what I'm trying to say is we, again, especially in places like Charlotte, where the media voices are going to be more and more dictated by the teams rather than the local news stations. And we're seeing that continually happen, especially in football. The thing that I worry about is that the only way that you can be different, essentially, is if you switch up your voices and allow different voices into the room and allow different voices to try different things and not to appeal to just generally one type of sports fan. It's basically what we do right now is what me and you do. But... We need more of that. And if we do get more of that, then we can have these conversations with LaMelo and other athletes that are typically not the normal conversations that we would have here in Charlotte. That's my point yeah. to this.
Absolutely. All right. I want to get to more of this uh, LaMelo Ball piece coming up in just a moment. But first, we got to talk about Built Bar, a longtime partner of this Locked On Podcast Network. I haven't received my box yet, but the word is that they are sending boxes for us to try. I don't know if it's going to be a limited time flavor. I don't know if it's going to be just a mixed bag or if it's just going to be one in particular flavor they're going to promote. Either way, I'm excited about it. The staples are good. Double chocolate, salted caramel, orange, cookies and cream, the limited times, the churro puffs, the grasshopper cookie. It's all fantastic, and it's also healthy. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing, though, Walker. One more Uh thing. Apparently, there is a flash deal going on on Built Bars. So with the code locked on, it's gone from 29, almost 30 bucks a box to 25, 26 a box. I think we need to get on this right now. If we're not going to get any... I may buy myself a box in the middle of the break and 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 maybe I'll split some with you later. Maybe. Look, <laughs> if we, if we can't if we can't work the friend angle trying to do the elbow bump and get a deal, fine. You give me no choice. I will start to use my money because it is such a good deal anyway. Uh, high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. And best of all, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. And as you just heard, Nada said there's a flash sale again. You could use also promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's talk more LaMelo Ball coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I do not like the MB2 nickname. That Lame- oh, it's bad. LaMelo, come yeah. on, man. I mean, look, I, I love everything else about you, but the MB times two. How in the world do you not like Airbnb, but you like MB times two? I, yeah. that's, that's bad. We can't allow him to create. And that's, the, that's the, the reason the rule exists. You can't give yourself your nickname. You can't do that. No, exactly. So, this is as I'm, bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the servant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. I think if there were some things that you truly were worried about, about LaMelo Ball, it has to go. I, th- I think I, if, if I were to guess the comment that rubbed people the wrong way the most, it's going to be when Tynes references LaMelo showing up almost two hours late for their meeting. And so this is what he writes. LaMelo was almost two hours late for our meeting, but then this is the wonderkind Borrego lovingly describes as a, quote, spirit of curiosity. Of course, LaMelo was late. He has more important uh, blank to do than this. He says, quote, it's the li- and this is LaMelo coming in, right? LaMelo says, <laughs> it's the life of a busy man. You feel me? He says with a chuckle, kicking his feet up, getting relaxed. He said, quote, I ain't going to lie. I was definitely late, he says. And then he offers yet another LaMelo mantra. He said, quote, but when an N-word finally get here, the blank be fireworks, end quote. Like, that's what LaMelo says. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's how, by the way, just, just a, a tip of the cap to Tynes for ending the article like that. What, what a brilliant decision to yes. end the piece that way. Yeah. Like here's the thing about this that I like that I love about this entire friggin' piece is that that is absolutely like, is it, it may be just me and I might be of a certain age, but I thought of like the whole Rick James no, I didn't grind my yeah, feet in, the, in right. Eddie's couch. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> grinded my feet in the couch. Like, that's literally that that quote right there. And I loved every single second of it. And it's just one of those things, like, Borrego talks about it. He's intellectually curious. So you know what he's going to do? He's naturally going to push boundaries. So he pushed the boundary of 
How late can I push this meeting off to? Let me do something else. Let me go be, let me go do something actually fun and then come back. And that person's probably still going to be waiting for me because I'm, I'm a 19-year-old rookie of the year. He is going to push boundaries. That is going to be a thing. That's perfectly okay because, again, at 19, do you know how many boundaries I pushed? Every single one. I still push boundaries to this day. There's still stuff I do, and I'm damn near 40. So you know what? And so do, and so do a lot of people. So when we have these things about, oh, I don't like his personality, no, it's the reason that you don't like the personality is because it reflects something in you that you don't like about yourself. That's yeah, and, and to go further into this, a couple of paragraphs before the last one, he, uh, this is what Tynes wrote also. He said, at this point, LaMelo's talent is undeniable. Quote, a jolt this program is needed, the city has needed, Borrego says. Still, Borrego feels that someone is told, uh, has to hold LaMelo accountable. Borrego said, quote, there's times you have to speak the truth to young players and Melo's no exception, Borrego explains. LaMelo didn't immediately follow the patterns that turn boys into men and rookies into professionals in the NBA. He says, quote, the habits of being on time, not skipping a weight session, studying your playbook, knowing your plays. These are the areas of growth that he's working on. And quote, he's trying to drill those habits into LaMelo now. Quote, let's not wait three or four years when he's too far gone and already a star. Then you can't pull him back. End quote. I mean, that is interesting. Like it's LaMelo being a guy that is, oh, you know, shows up on the scene. And I guess after the season debut where he had zero points, I believe played 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. the next game was better. And we know how much he would ascend into an integral part of this team, even as a rookie. But LaMelo pretty much experiencing so much success so early. That is a lot to handle, especially even for somebody that knew the kind of limelight that could come to the ball family when Lonzo was out here doing fantastic things at UCLA and getting drafted second overall because Magic Johnson wants you so badly. Even for that kind of guy, all of this success, it's a lot to handle immediately. And so the last little bit of this piece is a lot of of LaMelo maturing. And that's using a word directly from this article, not me trying to be anything coded. It's Tyler Tyne saying, yeah, maturity, trying to work on just growing up into somebody that does value those types of things, showing up and working on the little things that it takes to be a professional. What did you make of some of those uh, uh, things that were put in there as well, Nada? You, everyone was rem- – remember when the big hubbub was why wasn't LaMelo starting? It sounds like in no uncertain terms mm-hmm. this was part of Absolutely. the reason. Like, <laughs> like dude was not being a professional – And in that program, especially in that building where everybody is asked to be a professional, and this dude wasn't being a professional and didn't really start until he started showing being a professional, it's it's one of those things that I completely appreciate James Borrego for because he has a pulse on that team. He has a feeling on that team, and he knows if he would have started him knowing that it would have been almost impossible to get to put some of these habits in if you rewarded him with a starting position. Like, I appreciate that. There's a lot of this that makes so much sense on why it took so long to start LaMelo Ball. And I completely understand and agree with it. And matter of fact, that just tells you that, you know what? The system that the Charlotte Hornets are using, it's working. 
That's why he got the extension. That's why I appreciate the coach that, that, that this team has right now. Yeah, and, and LaMelo seems to be also a player that is is friendly towards other players, right? Like that players really gravitate towards his type of attitude, and he and Biz developed a, a really nice relationship and, and could be mentored. I wonder, you know, if that's something that is going to continue to be needed. And the veteran leadership, it's not as plentiful on this team. You know, so Marvin Williams has been gone, you know, even from last year. Cody's gone. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much you wanted to say Devontae was a veteran leader, but, you know, he's gone. Uh, you know, Co Biz is gone as well. So now you've got like Terry, Gordon Hayward, which, you know, Miles. Uh, yeah, yeah, Miles, if you want to call him that. But Ish Smith is the only new one you, you know, that, that comes in. Um, you know, I wonder if if that needs to be a part of things, if that is a part of things, how important do you uh, do you uh, think all of that is towards Lamelo's personal growth in his second year? Well, you got to think about it. Like Tynes mentions it in the article about how important Miles is. Like they filmed the rookie of the year thing. They filmed that entire pe that entire bit during this article. Like, and you can tell the impact that a guy like Miles Bridges has on him. And we know how much Miles Bridges likes to go out and hoop and work out and play. And this is the personal aspect where I'm not sure they needed that. They do need more grownups, but I don't think you need to worry as much because at this point, it feels like LaMelo's got another older brother and it's, his name is Miles Bridges right now. Those two are close. Those are friends. Those are probably workout buddies for all we know. So if this is going to be the case, I'm not sure that, again, the best way for, to get the best out of LaMelo Ball probably will be through Miles Bridges. And that's why Miles Bridges, you can kind of say, is a cornerstone of this team for right now. Um, I want to get to some of my other favorite parts in this. Like, I, we haven't had a ton of fun with this, but I, I want to start having some fun. Uh, Let's do it. So, Let's do it. <laughs> so in, the middle of, in the middle of all of this, it, uh, Tyler discusses uh, this. I'm just going to read it verbatim. One night during my visit before attending a baseball game, he curated a loud equipped with sunglasses and, and studded red bottom kicks. He pays close attention to what others are wearing too. at one point, poking fun at the Birkenstocks. He'd seen me sporting during the course of our time together. Quote, <laughs> man, he says, you love you some Jesus slides, huh? And then we move on. And then he says, but for all of this big time swagger and adult size responsibilities, he's also still just a teenager who loves stranger things and is afraid of spiders. Thanks to his time down under. Nah, man, in Australia, big ass spiders. I'm talking this big. He says, tilting his head back in disgust, measuring the size of his shaggy locks to demonstrate. Continue reading. He says, quote, hell no. Nah. <laughs> that blank was too big. As for stranger things, like, this uh, just before the, the stranger mm -hmm. things summary from LaMelo is hilarious yes. quote the concept the way that blank look number 11 she going crazy that blank hard as blank her little nose be bleeding LaMelo begins to wipe his nostrils emulating the rapper young thong slime blank uh, I, this is tough. Yeah, the N word's in there, so I'm I'm trying to refrain from it. Obviously, blank. Yeah, blank. exactly. Yeah, blank but blank. that's what Lamelo is is writing there. Like that's a hilarious summary of Stranger mm -hmm. Things, and those are among my favorite things that is implemented in here. Uh, being Dude, himself, man. He just li literally. I want him to lean into this more. I really do because again, the, the fact that he roasts Tyler Tynes Birkenstocks 
And mind you, I'm not necessarily the, one of those that believes that you should roast Birkenstocks mm -hmm. all the time. And I'm only saying that because, I, again, my girlfriend has a ton of Birkenstocks, Birkenstocks chopper. I understand. But at the same time, G they are Jesus slides. They are absolutely they Jesus They very slides. much look and like they're, that. They're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're roastable. They're very, very roastable. <laughs> they are the roastable shoes. Uh, the other thing I wanted to get to, it, it's the pictures that are included in this write-up. And at the bottom of each picture, it goes with what Lamella was wearing, and then it gives the prices to some of the things that he's wearing. And if you go to just the first picture, it shows him wearing a coat from Prada that's worth $3,650. It also shows him wearing a hoodie and pants. That's apparently prices upon request from Supreme. A T-shirt. It's a $42 for a pack of three by Calvin Klein underwear. His shoes are $690. Not all that much from the Ball Brother brand that they sported back a few years ago. And that's by, I guess, Landvin. See, I'm... I'm too yeah. broke to know Land, even what Land. that is. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What is yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, hey, $18 for three pairs of socks by Gold Toe. That's a little bit more my style. And then it shows him wearing sunglasses that are worth $750 by Jacques Marie. Uh, I guess Mage. Maj. Is it Maj? Yeah, Maj sounds Maj. a little bit more. Just, just, go, just go with the fancier title. Again, it, it's too fancy to be Maj. Yeah. Mage. It's probably got to be got to be Maja. Yeah, I'm embarrassed like even just you know exploring the mage road there. The other thing is Lamella likes showing off in his orange sherbet colored Lambo, and how everybody brings out the phones to take a picture of it. The dude is as showtime as it gets, and that's very very unusual for Charlotte to have anything like that. Very very, you know what? I, and the thing is, like Charlotte never reacts well to these showtime folks. They rarely ever do. They like, like this town. Well, uh, well how many examples? Reason. We've only had Cam, right? And I don't, I mean, Cam, yeah, because his LJ. his outfits were crazy loud. And and LJ, does LJ? LJ's a different and, time. And, and it's, LJ's well, and is he time. in this tier? You know I mean? Like, I know we had the gold tooth, yes. and I know that's, yes. that's different. But is he in this tier? And that might be just my own ignorance yeah. speaking there. Yeah, no, I think he is. I absolutely do believe he is. And you know what? I cannot wait for your mentions to get bombed, like, is Lamelo in the LJ no, tier? I no, I said wait. is LJ in the Lamelo tier because of where we are as far as the style, the the flashiness. Because I just didn't know if Dude. LJ, like I know the gold tooth, like I get all of that, but I just didn't think that it was in the Cam loud outfits and Lamelo driving the Lambo around yeah. town. Like I, I just didn't know if LJ was in that kind of group. Fam, Grandmama did an episode of Family Matters. But we're saying you were saying. Wait, hold on. <laughs> so a Game '90s over. family sitcom appearance gets you in the, the same room. In, uh, the man put on a dress and used that for a com converse. A commercial. grandma dress. Yes, he's in a grandma dress. Yes, yes, he's in that. I still haven't heard good reasoning. Like you can, I'm willing to be clowned. I'm willing to be roastable. I can be the Birkenstocks of this podcast. But I haven't heard any good reasoning as as to why I should be roasted right now. Okay, okay, yeah. Again, I I don't often do this, but go to Locked On Hornets and tell me if if, if Walker. No, don't do not. that. <laughs> go to Locked again at Locked On Hornets 
and tweet us and let us know that whether or not Walker is tripping on this because I'm pretty sure certain he is All at right. this point. But we got to go because they ain't paying us no more to, rec- to, to flap our gums for today. All right, that wraps up this edition of Lockdown Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show as well as Sweat Block and Theragun. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.